You're listening to the best breakfast show in the land. Right now, though, we're talking to Ntabi Singh, Tubazana, director, Tubazana attorneys. And the reason why we're speaking to Ntabi Singh is because uh, Pet- Patriotic Alliance, Deputy Chairperson Ukene Gunene, has refused to apologize to EFF uh, leader Julius Malema uh, for calling him an irritating cockroach. <laughs> Good morning, Ntabi Singh. Welcome to the show. Ah, oh, wow. Hey, okay, I can hear you now. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Funny enough, it actually wasn't your line. It was me. I pressed the wrong button. Someone just oh. fixed it. <laughs> I'm hearing you saying, ah, oh, well, this thing's not happening. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can't be going through this again now. <laughs> so I was saying, maybe before we talk about, uh, about hate speech, do you think freedom of speech actually exists in this country? Like, I know it exists in paper, but do you think you are able to say what you think without offending or being cancelled or anything like that? Do you think we tiptoe around issues because of uh, lack of freedom of speech? I think actually in all countries, freedom of speech is on paper because no matter what you say, even if it's in jest, somebody somewhere is going to get offended by something you said. Yeah. So in, in, in actual fact, that's why, I, because it's on paper, that's why it has to go to court for somebody for somebody objective who is far removed from the situation to decide whether the person who feels offended has the right to feel offended or not. And if that offensive, um, the offended feeling is just justified in law. Oh, it's just I'm a lawyer. Now, you know, you must get over it. It's not something that bad. Mm. So that's the reason I believe that we have that freedom of expression put down on paper so that it can curb, in quotes, the enthusiasm of those that want to to speak out how they please, or to also um, assess those who feel that this these words that were uttered about them are as horrible as they feel or they feel. Yeah. But where do you draw the line? When does it actually become hate speech? Um, you. Uh, uh, I think we're losing. Section thirty-six. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes, yes. Yeah, we got, you, we got you. Am got I you. back? Yes, yes. you back. Okay, great. In terms of our constitution, Section 36, mm-hmm. which is the limitations of rights, uh, that's where we draw the line to see if it has offended beyond uh, beyond what is given to you in terms of the Bill of Rights. So um, I believe it is Section 9, I'm not, no, yeah, I think it's Section 9 or 10 of the Constitution that deals with freedom of expression. So... Um, there are boundaries, but the, the, the main ones are the ones that were referred to during the apartheid era. So, you know, if somebody's going to call you things like baboon or ape or stuff like that, those were terms that were used to do a directory for black people back in those days. So if somebody outwardly calls you that, then, you know, you don't even have to ask questions about it. It is a guarantee that it has um cross the line of freedom of expression. But then other things like the one in a cockroach, yeah. it was actually used within the genocide in in Rwanda, I believe it was. And that is where um, the, the case Malema is, is resting upon, that you are referring to me as something that was derogatory during the, the, the Rwandan genocide, which is, which is um, the, the term of cockroach. So, so, so based on what you are saying then, um, hate speech is subjective based on the person that's at the receiving end of your message. Which means I could say something to Unala now that I think is actually perfectly fine, but based on how she receives it, I could be in trouble. Yes, definitely. That is...
basically how it is. So it, it, it has to be decided on a, on a case by case, on, on the merits of each case, to look at the context in which it was being said, to look at the, the audience that was receiving the, the said uh, information, uh, and then to see whether or not when we look at um, Section 36, if that right, that the right of freedom of expression can be limited, and if it can be, then it will be deemed as if you you it, it, it is falling under the umbrella of hate speech. Uh, but surely the context, the historic context especially, I mean, if you look at the Rwandan genocide and the cockroaches, does that tie in in any way with our, uh, you know, with, with South Africa? It does, it does Malema have a leg to stand on? That is what um, Kenny Kunene's attorneys are arguing, that as much as calling somebody a cockroach is downright horrible, but in the context of our country, it doesn't have the kind of meaning that it would if you had said it if you were in Rwanda. The same as using the N-word in America. I mean, we're only putting it in quotes because in America it is viewed as this horrible term. But in our country, it really has no meaning if you're going to be called with that word. But if you were to be called the K-word, on the other hand, that's another, another fight for another day. So I think uh, now the court has to decide, because in another country this term cockroach means this, would it be transferable, in quotes, to say that it can be used in the same context here in South Africa? And then uh, they have to decide whether or not it falls within the ambit of, of hate speech. Something that always worries me, what about um, on spaces like social media, for example, where I write a status, right? Mm. Unala, yeah. I haven't invited her to come comment. Asugayena from her place, as a commenter on the thing, and then got offended by my post, right? Am I at fault for writing something which wasn't directed at her or anyone else, but even though they are the ones who came into my space to come through and be offended by my thoughts? Do I have, how does that work? Sure. Yeah, social media is a little bit more hectic. There's a lot of other laws that go around that. It's not only freedom of expression. There's the electronic... Um, what is this called? I forget the term of the, of the act. But yeah. that one also manages what you put on social media. Um, because now there's a whole fine that's going to go... If you do end up saying something horrible about somebody, then that one will govern how you are punished by that. But if your statement had nothing to do with the person who came out of nowhere and said that, but you've offended me by saying these words, they need to prove. The burden of proof lies with the person who has been offended. They need to prove and say that, yes, I think you were talking, or I'm saying that you were talking about me, because on such and such a date, I told you one, two, three, four, which would possibly lead to you saying something like this on social media. And then the court will then have to decide is that a reasonable explanation or, you know, you need to come back to reality and tell them that, no, you can't get offended of somebody saying something on their social media where it has nothing or no bearing on your situation at all. So the courts have a lot of work when it comes to such things on social media. If I need someone to represent me, I want you on my side. And I'll be saying, I think we'll laugh in court. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for chatting to us. I'm sure we'll chat to you again. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks. That's Ntabi Tubazana, director at Tubazana Turning. Hashtag The Takeoff at Radio 2000 ZA on all social media platforms. Be part of an award-winning team.